0: Hello and welcome to Childhood Understood. This is the podcast for parents and professionals about big feelings, wellbeing and behaviour with me, Sarah Emerson. I'm an early childhood specialist and parent and I'm here to get the word out about how we can help children with their emotions, wellbeing and resilience. This podcast is not about trying to change you, your child or children you work with. Instead, my aim is to help make childhood understood so that the way we respond to children relationships we build with them develop naturally as we come to understand them and ourselves better. So welcome to today's episode. Please note this podcast is for the purposes of education only and is not a replacement for personalised professional advice. Welcome to today's episode. Today it's a bit of a more personal one and it's all about supporting children through the tough moments. Last Saturday, my 22 month old daughter had surgery to remove her adenoids. It's a really simple procedure that surgeons do day in and day out. But to us as her parents, it was a huge moment. And I guess I just wanted to take some time to share my experience on a personal level of getting through those difficult emotions for her, with her, for myself and as a family. Um, And I'm hoping that that might be helpful if you're a parent preparing for a similar event or just a parent getting through challenging emotional times with your child. And if you're a professional, I would love you to stay tuned because it might offer some valuable insight into the families that you work with and the experiences that they're going through. So here are some of the things that we did to get through it. Some of the things that surprised me. And I guess some of the things I learned along the way too. Our daughter isn't quite too, so we were limited with how much preparation we could do in terms of talking to her about it all. We did, I guess, what is no- the normal stuff. We bought a couple of books about hospitals and we watched a couple of episodes of her favourite TV shows featuring doctors and hospital visits. I booked the week off following her surgery and we both planned to be there to support her both on the day of the surgery and during the week afterwards. We you know, purchased a few new toys, nothing huge, but we got a new ball, a new colouring set, a couple of new books, with the idea that we could provide her with some new and interesting entertainment at the hospital, alongside of course taking a couple of her favourite toys for comfort. And we took a tablet with us as well so she could watch a couple of TV shows while we were waiting for her to go down for surgery so we put you know a fair bit of thought into it all and and spent the week leading up to the surgery really doing the best we could to stay uh, calm and relaxed about it and you know we talked about it a fair amount and just kept reassuring each other that we had made the best decision we could with the information that we have in this moment As I said, she's still very young, so we decided not to really talk to her about it in the run-up to the surgery because it wouldn't have had meaning or context for her particularly. And if it did have meaning, the idea of a hospital, as I'll talk about in a moment, isn't particularly a a comforting one for her for various reasons. So we didn't really talk about it in the run-up to it. Um, I mentioned it the night before. And on the morning of the surgery, we explained to her where we were going and what was going to happen. And again, because of her age, kept it very simple, just said, we're going to see the doctor who she had met previously. So we called him by his name and explained that the doctor would give her some special medicine to help her have a sleep. And while she was asleep, they were going to take out something called her adenoids and that would help her to be able to have better night's sleep in the future and to make her breathing a little bit easier. Now, as I mentioned a moment ago, hospitals have been quite tricky for our daughter because she had a series of seizures earlier this year and in fact had one unfortunate visit when she was in isolation, in an isolation room for over 24 hours in a room that didn't have a window. And so you can imagine a very as our daughter is a very on the go toddler about nineteen twenty months at the time um in a in a room confined in a room, a small room, not able to leave people coming in and out, masked up, gowned up, um no window to look out of even it it was quite stressful, and there was also a one parent rule overnight, and she had until that point never been away from either one of us overnight so her first experience of separation from one of her parents came in really less than ideal circumstances and we knew at the time that this had had quite a significant impact on her. We could see it in her emotions and her behavioural responses after the hospital visit and we worked quite hard really for a good two or three weeks I think it took to support her kind of emotional recovery really and re-establish the bond that we felt that she felt she'd lost in that moment but although we knew all of that we weren't actually really quite prepared for her reaction when last week we got into her hospital bay the hospital itself was fine she was quite excited when we got there and looking around and all okay Um, we met another lovely family who were waiting as well and it was all going really well and then when we actually got into her little bay it was okay, but she recognized it as being a hospital room, I think, a hospital space. And then at the first sight of a nurse, she panicked and clung to us. Um, so we weren't really, probably naively, um, we weren't really as prepared for that, I don't think, emotionally, as perhaps we could have been. Um, and I guess one of the risks, I think, or not, one of the challenges with the way that we approach parenting can sometimes be the looks that you get from other people when you're communicating with your child and I have no doubt at all that many of the medics who I cannot fault who are so wonderful with her and with us but I have no doubt that many of them thought that the way I was communicating with her was maybe age inappropriate maybe I should have been doing more distraction and less validation, but it was really important to me to convey to her that I really understood that this was scary for her and it was alarming for her. So I kind of ploughed on with my validation and tried to have faith it was the right thing to be doing. So what we did was every time a nurse or a doctor came in to talk to her or you know do the the various medical checks they have to do, we made a point of introducing them and letting our daughter know how much we liked and trusted them. So I would validate and say to her, I understand that you don't like them touching you. And then I would explain that we are only letting them do that because we trust them to help us and we believe them to be good people. Because we have worked really hard so far to raise her to know that you know she has bodily boundaries and she can say no if something doesn't feel comfortable for her so to be in a situation where we're enabling other people to touch her against her will essentially is really quite difficult emotionally I think for all of us Um, but we do want to distinguish between situations that aren't good and situations that are good for us and we'd made a choice that these doctors were good people and they were there to help us so we we said all of that to her and made sure she knew that we trusted the doctors and the nurses and actually by saying that not only did that sort of help to reassure her I actually found it incredibly calming as well as I was saying it because I was getting myself to a calmer place to reassure her that these were good people and they were here to help us and as I did that it it reassured me as well Hands down, the hardest moment was seeing her put under the general anaesthetic. Um, the anaesthetist, again, was incredible. And he had spoken to us about that he would play a game with her and, you know, the various things they would do as they put the mask over her. But it became very apparent the minute we got into the room that that was not going to work. Um, She became very, very distressed and upset. And what it turned into was she was on my lap and I was holding her while she screamed and the doctor put the mask over her face. Um, It was, you know, really quite distressing for her and for us. Um, And... As I said, the anaesthetist and the operating theatre staff could not have been more supportive or kind. And the anaesthetist talked us through it the whole way, talked her through it, explained what was happening to her. So she knew that we were there and that somebody was in charge and knew what was happening to her and it was safe. Um, And while it was happening, I kept reiterating to her that she was safe, that she was loved, that these were good people who were here to help us. And I validated how scary it must feel. And I won't lie, I did all of this with tears flooding down my face. Um, And I'm mentioning that because I think the advice to parents so often is to really not show our emotions, to kind of hide our emotions because we don't want the child to pick up on it. Um, And while I agree that we need to be mindful not to scare our child with our emotions, and we should absolutely focus on reassuring them that they're safe, it actually doesn't sit well with me to hide my feelings um, when hers are so intense, because she was in a moment of great fear, and as her comfort person, I think if it would have felt really jarring if I had been falsely upbeat and positive and relaxed. It, it wasn't appropriate for that moment in that situation, and you know, I, I I couldn't control the tears. I mean, I I couldn't have controlled them if I tried. Um, but I don't regret them because. I think if she was aware of them, I believe that she would have felt that I was sharing this moment with her and understanding the enormity of what she was experiencing. And through my tears, I provided reassurance and love and as much emotional safety as I could. And in fact, the emotional release for me of crying probably enabled me to do that more effectively, if that makes sense. Because if I'd been trying to stifle my emotions, I think I would have been more stressed and more anxious and probably not done as good a job actually of being there for her and I just wanted to mention that because I think sometimes we are afraid of showing our emotions as parents and afraid that it's going to affect our child negatively but sometimes freely letting those emotions come as long as we're not blaming the child for them or unduly scaring them if it's just a genuine release of our emotion that actually frees us up to be more supportive for them I think that can be a positive thing. So she she had her surgery and we were able to go down to the recovery bay to get her. Um, she was again beside herself, not surprisingly, but we had both of us had cuddles with her, complete with lots of validation and empathizing that it must have been quite scary. And then I picked her up and I started singing the song that I sing to her every night, and with lots of bouncing and rocking and singing, and an enormous amount of belief that I could do this. Fortunately, she fell asleep in my arms and stayed asleep for probably, I think, over an hour, maybe even an hour and a half. And that really helped her when she woke. She was able to um, kind of come round in a, a calmer state and we could start, you know, introducing some food and drink. We brought her favourite foods and drink with us um, and she had some cuddles and we started to, you know, doing some stories and having chats and, and things like that. One of the things that we did throughout the day was take photos to record the events of the day. And we did that for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it was a huge event for us. So actually to have a record of that weirdly is is quite nice. But really the, the main reasons were because if she asks about it in the future, we can show her photos of what happened, of where she was, of the processes we went through. So that was a big one. If in five years she wants to ask about it, we have things that we can show her and talk to her about. But also because we have actually used those photos in the days following her surgery to help her to process what happened, to make it something that can be brought into the room and talked about, something that doesn't have to be feared. It it might bring up painful memories. It might bring up feelings of, of stress or distress. But I wanted it to be something that she could look at and could use those photos to help her in part to process what's happened to her. Now watching a child go through such a difficult process as a surgery, as anybody who has been through that will no doubt know, is is unbelievably heartbreaking. And I have to say in my time as being a parent probably that moment of watching her go to sleep under the anaesthetic was probably the most emotional I have ever felt um, in my my parenting life so far. Now my podcasts and the social media content that I put out are all usually there to provide useful information and I don't know if this has, I hope it has given some ideas for any of you facing a hospital trip with your child but if nothing else I, I hope it provides some solidarity and I guess some reassurance that no matter our training or experience, when we are faced with the realities of tough parenting moments, we share so many of the same vulnerabilities, fears, worries and emotions. It may not be easy, but it's probably an inevitable part of becoming a parent. And I mean that in the full sense of the word. I don't just mean the moment in which our child is born or comes to live with us or enters our lives as part of a blended family, but The process of becoming a parent that's a lifelong journey of discovery of joy and inevitable heartache at times as well and as i come towards the end of today's episode i i just want to leave you with the thought that when we go through these moments of heartache with our children we and they learn and evolve we learn that we can get through things together that tough and stressful times can be survived together and through it all I think that we ultimately deepen our connection with them and they with us because we reach more shared understanding and we have these life experiences that we get through together. I think my takeaway message is it isn't just the joyous memories that form us as parents and children, it's surviving the tough times as well. This has been Sarah Emerson on the Childhood Understood podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Stay tuned for more episodes that will help make childhood understood. And don't forget to hit subscribe to make sure you stay in the loop. See you next week.